0: Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham.
1: Hello and welcome. Happy Thanksgiving to all the pilgrims and Indians, except maybe this lady calling herself Buffy St. Marie. Now, if you're under 40 and you're not following Native American or indigenous folk singers, you might not have heard of Buffy St. Marie. But the Washington Post just did an expose which found indigenous icon is not indigenous. Uh, Looks like she's no Cherokee. She's Italian-American. She looks a lot more indigenous than Elizabeth Warren ever did. She could identify as Native American and pass. But it looks like Buffy's been a cultural appropriator since the early days of Sesame Street. I remember her on that show when I was attending Viroqua Elementary School. Yeah, we wore plaid polyester pants when we got dressy. We're thankful that that never became hip again. Uh, But let's take some time over the holiday to express our appreciation for all the people who make Newsbusters go in our news analysis division. The chief, Brent Baker, was here at the founding of the MRC in 1987 when it was a ragtag band of people recording the news on Kodak VHS tapes. Baker would write down the names of the shows. Nobody could read what he wrote down. You sort of learn the chicken scratches over time. Baker went to George Washington University just like Mr. Rich Noyes. I pondered George Washington University briefly in high school. That would have been funny, but it was too far away and too expensive. So I went to Bemidji State. Uh, our thanks to Mr. Noise for freelancing his research for us. You should check out his blog on how they just gave 28 seconds to President Biden's birthday. 18 seconds on CBS on two shows, one evening, one morning. 10 seconds on ABC. Zero on NBC. They were doing the turkey pardoning on his birthday and didn't really want to mention his birthday. How does that make it sound like we're in the Biden PR business? Now, Mr. Baker has a weekly pick in the Washington Examiner, the liberal media scream, with Paul Bedard. And he had chosen a clip of Jonathan Carl, ABC reporter, who's just written his third anti Trump thump trump book and uh, basically explained that he did it because the american voters somehow thinking the trump years were better you can't think that listen like why do you think he's such a lasting grip on a party that had many opportunities to end the specter of him whether it had been either impeachment or just if Kevin McCarthy hadn't gone down there and kissed the ring
0: Yeah, I mean there, there's a lot of that first of all, it's important to remember Less than a year ago. He was trailing Ron DeSantis in polls in one Wall Street Journal poll in December by 20 points or so It was flipped just a year yes. Ago. Yes, so so it, it wasn't a total but but I think part of what's happened is people look back there's, there's anxiety in the country uh, people have economic anxiety. There's discontent with Joe Biden. And I think there's some superficially a sense of like, uh, look, if we can only go back to four years ago, the world was relatively at peace, inflation was low, everything was. was I think there's some of that. And that's why I wrote this book, because if people are going to go into this next election thinking about that, they also need to be thinking not just about what Trump was, but what he is now and what he is proposing and planning to do what a second Trump administration would look like. And I don't think people have come to
1: terms with that. Now, Brent Baker told the Washington Examiner that Jonathan Carl's quest is the very definition of improper political advocacy by a journalist. His job is to report the news in an impartial manner, not jump into the fray when a candidate he hates gets popular and write a book to convince voters they are making a bad choice. How could any Trump supporter or any Republican ever trust his reporting when they know he has a personal interest in directing the outcome? Good point. Now, Baker was promoting a blog by Alex Christie, so we are thankful for Alex, the pride of Western Washington University in Bellingham. Make waves, Alex. That's what I hear they say. We are thankful for Curtis. We are Penn State Hauk. He's a very hard-working individual. Uh, He got a blog in this week about James Rosen of Newsmax bothering Kareen Jean-Pierre. It was a fun question. He was basically suggesting, um, how come the Biden people all say the polls aren't reliable, but when you want to sell your ideas, somehow those polls are reliable. Listen.
0: I want to ask about polling. Uh, In February, the president conducted an interview with, I believe it was uh, Telemundo, uh, and he was asked about the dismal state of his job approval ratings. And he answered in words to this effect, do you know anyone that believes the polling these days? And he talked in some detail about the difficulty of getting people on the phone and compiling accurate polling. Whenever you're asked about the President's dismal job approval ratings, um, you say, we're not going to look at polls. We look at his accomplishments. And yet, when you are asked about various domestic policy initiatives, you will say these poll very well. People support what the President wants to do. If you look at the individual subjects on the polling, they support what the President's agenda is. So, once and for all, Are only certain polls valid in your eyes, the ones that support your agenda? Or is the polling data that shows that President Biden has been stuck for two years at the low 40s in his approval ratings, are those valid?
1: Now, KJP had the usual word salad about this, but uh, Rosen bit the apple a second time. He pointed out the polls show the electorate at large and also significant majorities within the Democratic Party believe the president's too old. The polls that show the American people and also significant majorities within the Democratic Party don't want him to run again. And the polls that show his handling of the economy, foreign policy, all these dismal polls, his job approval ratings. Does the White House have any basis to challenge the accuracy of that polling? Now, Kareem says, uh, I'm not challenging the accuracy here. But anybody who's watched Biden being asked this question, most recently by uh Peter Ducey of Fox News, Biden loves to say that all the polls are unreliable, I guess, uh, uh, unless he's winning. Uh, so when Corinne Jean-Pierre tries to deny that the polls mean anything, that we are not looking at polls, she's just merely repeating what the boss wants her to say. We are thankful here for Jeffrey Dickens, who's been at the MRC since 1995. You'll want to look at his latest piece on eight biden family scandals that have been skipped by abc cbs and nbc and probably pbs too we are thankful for nicholas knight Train fonda Carroll, the baron of binghamton who's off this week our jorge Benilla tried to watch the view and he came around with a ay carambo fonda carol watches this bird brain banter every day yes there she was anna navarro complaining about univision interviewing Trump without treating him like Hitler. That's not responsible. Why didn't they have that Jorge Ramos do the interview? The guy that like screams at Trump till he gets removed from the press conference. Take a listen.
2: Why is Univision going through this, and what is the, what's happening here, Anna? I'm going to ask you. What the hell is going on there? Yeah, I've gotten so many calls in the last ten days saying, "¿Qué carajo está pasando en Univision?" (laughs) What the hell is happening in Univision? Because look. Univision, as you said, is the giant in Spanish news. And yeah. in Spanish news, there's a ton of misinformation in our community newspapers, in our radio stations. This is the place where Latinos, Spanish-speaking Latinos, go to get informed, to form educated opinions, to get engaged. It, they help people get out. to They've been really great corporate citizens mm-hmm. and community citizens. Um, they've, they have a tremendous co-anchor named Jorge Ramos, who's been there for decades, and they've got great credibility. I've seen many a strong man, many a corrupt person, leader, squirm under the questioning of Jorge Ramos, but they didn't have Jorge Ramos do this interview.
1: We should note Jorge has joined us on the evening news shift now, so he is uh, Jorge Noticias de la Noche Bonilla. Uh, He has an interview up at Fox News Digital right now, as he's found great amusement at the lefties now objecting to the Mexicans at Televisa owning Univision, which is basically the same line that MRC Latino had a few years back. We are thankful for our video whiz, Bill D'Agostino, and he does some research. He did a, a, a neat piece on Robert Her. Who? Her. Robert Her. He, him are his pronouns. Uh, he is the special counsel. In the Biden classified documents case, the going joke is Robert Herr put him on the side of a milk carton because he's missing. Uh, he found just four minutes of fifth and 52 seconds of network coverage of Robert Herr and his probe. Can you imagine? Five minutes between three networks. CBS was by far the least interested. They provided one single update on the October 10 CBS Evening News with a meager 24-second long news brief. So that's 24 seconds in six months. NBC wasn't much better with just two news briefs, one on today, August 12th, one on the evening of October 10, for a combined total of 64 seconds. ABC, with 204 seconds over three shows, was the best but that's 204 seconds now you'll also want to check out Bill's video on Javier Malay the libertarian anarcho-capitalist president-elect of Argentina the term all the media wanted to use was far right far right oh my gosh far right here's some of the sound of it from Bill
0: a far-right outsider compared to former President Donald Trump has been elected to president of Argentina. Coming from the far-right,
1: Javier Malay.
0: A far-right politician. The far-right politician. Far-right candidate.
2: Far-right outsider. Extreme
0: right-wing. Milei is just way out there on the extreme scale. Argentina has elected a right-wing populist. Right-wing populist. Right-wing populist. Javier Malay is a populist who lacks government experience and displayed erratic behavior and foul language.
1: This is a, a potentially a worrisome development He's promised uh, some radical measures. Wielding a chainsaw to symbolize his war on government spending, threatening vital public services.
0: He has absolutely no experience. His screeds resonated widely. His screeds resonated widely with Argentines. Particularly young men.
1: Lele's controversial tirades against the political class have drawn comparisons to neighbor Brazil's former president Jair Bolsonaro, as well as former President Donald Trump.
0: He has been deemed the Donald Trump of Argentina.
2: His campaign drew comparisons to Donald Trump's here in the U.S. Malay, who has been compared to former President Donald Trump. You can guess who congratulated him by saying, make Argentina great again.
1: Make Argentina great again. Maybe these anti-democracy
0: forces will, in the end, uh, get overwhelmed. But that didn't happen in Argentina, not even close.
1: We are thankful for Clay Waters, Mississippi native, for watching PBS for us. And sometimes he brings all of his years of expertise here at the MRC and bashing the New York Times. Of late, he's been watchdogging Christiane Amanpour. Yes, it's a CNN international show first, but it's a PBS show second. If you're watching PBS for talk shows... It's right there. You know, it's like Sesame Street's now an HBO show that reruns on PBS. So for that reason, Amman, and Company is a PBS property. Now, Christian recently fought with Israeli spokesman Mark Regev, uh, suggesting nobody has questioned the Hamas body counts. Uh, President Biden just did, you batty Persian-born leftist. Clay is also noting that Christiane's been more willing to talk up Israel being a genocidal force than Hamas being a genocidal force, which one seems to want to eliminate an entire race of people. It ain't Israel. We are thankful for our longtime contributors, Mark Finkelstein, the Scourge of Morning Joe, and PJ Gladnick, and Brad Wilmoth, we are thankful for the raucous caucus at Free Speech America under Dan Schneider and Michael Morris. Th- that would include Joey Vasquez, Luis Cornelio, Gabriela Paraso, G, Tom Olihan, and Tim Kilcullen, the Legal Eagle. And we are also thankful to uh, Tieran Rose Mandelberg over at MRC Culture, the Tiny Dancer. We are thankful for the founder and president of the Media Research Center, Leo Brent Bozell III! What would we do without him? These two Brents, Bozell and Baker, took a chance on a skinny geek from America's dairyland and we're still here in the 2020s slinging arrows. We are thankful for our fundraisers who make all this possible, so consider Popping over to MRC.org slash donate. And finally, I'm thankful for my podcast producer, my boy Ben. He and his sister are my proudest accomplishments. I'm thankful for my wife, Laura, who does not listen to this podcast because she hears these rants around the house. Yes, the Virginia state elections were bad because every time they came on to say abortion was great. I'd get cranky and talk back at the TV. Russet Perry thinks criminalizing abortions is wrong. I'm like, shut up, Russet Potato. (laughs) My wife was like, could you please stop commenting on the pro-abortion advertisements? She has to put up with me. I am thankful for my brothers and sisters, Mary, Mike, Kathy, Sarah, and Brian Thomas, who catches this podcast on his commute in Milwaukee. And I have to be thankful for my mom. You know, the woman who hands you the Kleenex out of her purse when you have a runny nose at church. Sorry, I think of the little things from when I was a kid. Shouldn't when we think about mom and dad? And I have to add, dear old dad, my departed hero, Jim Graham, who I look like and sound like and sing like and a bunch of other stuff. But my wife doesn't let me put my feet up on the dinner table. Uh, My family is always a part of me hopefully the best part of me. And of course, I thank God and I thank all the Americans who made America what it is and hopefully what it will continue to be. We'll be back after the long holiday weekend, but we're leaving the lights on and we're keeping the blog queue going. So come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening.